Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Coming up, we have stories about mothers-in-law, playboy entourages, secret DNA tests, ditching family weddings for vacations, engagement proposal rules or guidelines, and of course, we have cake. This is, am I the astronaut for blowing up on my mother-in-law? Am I the asshole for blowing up at my mother-in-law about grandchildren? My husband and I are both 29 years old and got married last May. We have been together for four years now. My husband is an only child and I am the youngest of three siblings. My now mother-in-law brought up grandkids for the first time when my husband and I were dating only six months. I laughed it off at the time and felt just a little uncomfortable. Then she asked us a couple of weeks later if we wanted her to buy us a stroller for future use. I just thought it was weird and respectfully declined. Little did I know that this topic would come up a lot the next year and a half while we were still dating. She would ask, when am I getting some grandbabies? Or, I'm sure you guys will give me grandchildren soon. My response was always the same. We have to be married first. I even asked my now husband to speak to his mom about these comments because they were making me uncomfortable. And honestly, it was getting very annoying since we were only dating at the time. I know I put up with it way longer than I should have, but I didn't want to upset anyone. He spoke to her and she got very offended because she has a right to know. He told her she does not, and it's not something that's okay to ask anymore. We got engaged, and during our engagement, the questions from her pretty much stopped. Instead, the questions came from her aunt and her best friend. I don't know if she asked them to ask or not. I wouldn't put it past her. We got married in May of 2022, not even a year yet, and my response to her questions only bit me in the ass because we were married now, so in her mind, where are the grandkids? The topic starts coming up again. I get that I'm her only chance for grandkids. I understand that, but but it's our, my husband and I's, decision on when it happens. I told her this and that we planned to just be married for a while and enjoy the time just us. It was going okay with a few comments here and there until recently it just got out of hand. We had them over for a visit and I purposefully was drinking alcohol to avoid any questions. I made it known that I was drinking too. It was a couple hours into our visit when she started in on questions and demanding answers. When am I getting grandkids? Are you trying? When are you going to start? I was so mad I didn't even answer. When I didn't answer, she asked if I'm already pregnant. I point to the alcohol in my hand and I ask her if it looks like I'm pregnant. She replied with, well, I'm getting tired of waiting, and I just lost it on her. When I was done, I left the room and wouldn't come back until she left. My husband was outside during all of this and saw his mom leave angrily and upset. She wouldn't talk to him, and after she left, he came in to find me in hysterics. He was beyond mad at his mother and hasn't talked to her since then. He apologized to me for his mother and agreed with me that she needs to know to stop. I thought it was universally known not to ask women these questions, but apparently not. We haven't heard from her and he hasn't talked to her either. Am I the asshole for calling her out and blowing up on her? Should I be more sensitive to her seeing as I'm her one and only chance for grandkids? I think we're all in agreement here. We can go straight to NTA because it's something that happened 
so flippin' many times. It's not something that happened one time and like she just exploded. This was something that she responded to civilly once and then it happened a thousand more times. It's like, you know, for those of you who have kids, it's like when you have a kid who's in that that age where where they know not to ask you the same question over and over again, but they do it anyway. Eventually, like your your Fs to give about maintaining your cool just eventually get chipped away and they just disappear. And eventually you're just like, dude, I've answered this question 30 times already. Do not ask it again. When it's a mother-in-law, it's a little bit different because you have to at least try to keep your cool longer. But this happened so many times over a period of time in the one little lull where she didn't ask any questions. She had other people asking them for her. So it's like she didn't even she didn't even try, didn't even try to stop or to respect the boundary at all. She just tried to work around it. And then as soon as you were married, it was like, oh, well, this is this is a brand new situation. I get to ask questions again and just keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing. What did she think was going to happen? Was she going to annoy you into getting pregnant? I don't think that's how it works. Yeah, there are some obvious boundary issues and you are in no way, shape or form an asshole for for creating that boundary and reinforcing that boundary. She knew that there was going to be some kind of consequence. Whenever you created the boundary in the first place, you conveyed um, that this was none of her business in the first place. This one is actually from Relationship Advice and is titled, Wealthy Partner Keeps Going on Vacations with His Female Friends Without Me and Says That I'm Spoiled for Being Uncomfortable. Doesn't sound sus at all, huh? Not a bit. My wealthy partner, 33 male, keeps going on vacations with his female friends without me, 28 female, and says that I'm spoiled for being uncomfortable. My partner's of four years' father was very wealthy, consequently making his entire family financially well-off and privileged. However, his father had very patriarchal views, and as a result, my partner, only son, was literally given free range of his father's finances and the tremendous benefits that come with it, while his mother and seven younger sisters were completely excluded. Go ahead and do that. Surprisingly, he's well aware of this dynamic and doesn't care because it worked well for his family. I see a lot of potential in my partner, and I know deep down he's an amazing person who has the capacity for good. He's just been brainwashed by his father's toxic views. Obviously, it's not going to be easy to break, but since his father's death last year, he has made a lot of progress, and it's another motivating factor to stay with him. Though I must admit, all of this motivation is on the verge of being shattered recently, and I'll explain why. Basically, due to my partner's wealth, he gets a lot of attention from the opposite sex since he likes to flash it. Another thing I've been working on. He has acquired a group of four women, ages 27, 24, 22, 21, who he claims are purely friends since he grew up around seven sisters and just naturally gravitates towards female energy. If he didn't have seven sisters, I wouldn't have believed him to begin with, but since he grew up with a total of eight women in his house, mom and seven sisters, I did. We'll go ahead and fly some more of these for the way this was stated. He has acquired a group of four women. Last year, we all went on a vacation together and I was uncomfortable the entire time. He then complained that I ruined the mood and said that he wouldn't take them on vacations with me. Great, I thought. 
What this actually meant was that he started going on vacations with them and excluded me from going. He says he'll make it up to me by taking me places I really want to go with just him and I, but until then I need to just trust his character while he goes on vacation with his friends. They all got back from their second vacation this year on Sunday, July 2nd, and I couldn't withstand it any further. I explained to him in tears that these vacations make me incredibly anxious and I don't feel comfortable with them. He became upset and told me that I was just acting spoiled and he's disappointed in me for not being able to trust him. I do trust him. I just know things can happen. Ever since our conversation, he's refused to talk to me and must be telling his friends about our conversation because two of them have texted me calling me names and are telling me how much of a leech I am. This is quickly getting out of hand. What do I need to do to get this situation under control? So my big question here to OP is, would you have taken on a project, a fixer-upper, if he wasn't rich? Because most people know taking on a fixer-upper or, or choosing someone thinking, oh, if I could just change this or this, they'd be great. They'd be perfect. That's not the reason to be with someone. I'm wondering if the enormous amount of money attached to him is what made her think, oh, well, it's it's worth trying because of XYZ, or in this case, just dollar sign. But being with someone with the goal of changing them is obviously not the right reason to be with them. I wish we had some more context about what made her uncomfortable on that trip that they all went on together. She was uncomfortable, and that's where it stops. We don't know any more information than that. But this guy flying around like a playboy flaunting his money with four women in their 20s as his entourage, yeah, that obviously looks bad. That's obviously not a good look. And if he cared, really cared about how she felt, he wouldn't do things that made her uncomfortable. But he doesn't care. He's been given free range. He came from a family that just shunned all of the women in the family. And he's got everything that that family had right now. So he's rocking the Playboy style with his entourage of women that he clearly was raised to not have enough respect for. You cannot change that. OP said in here that he grew up being exposed to his father's toxic patriarchal views. What makes her think that in a matter of months or a few years or whatever amount of time that she's willing to invest here that she's going to be able to undo a life of being trained to think and act a certain way. And also, his ability to adhere to that way of thinking has paid off really well for him. So for him to start changing his way of thinking could potentially risk his lifestyle too. Because if he starts respecting women, then he's got to look at the eight other women in his family and say, oh, all of this wealth equally belongs to you as well. He's not going to give that up. You can't be with someone with the goal of changing them. It just doesn't work. It's it's a disservice to both of you. Now, the question here was, oh, there isn't a question. It's just a relationship advice. Um, wealthy partner keeps going on vacations with his female friends without me and says that I'm spoiled for being uncomfortable. Now, the whole the whole spoiled comment here, I think is really, it's, it's a really funny projection because <laughs> this dude has obviously been spoiled rotten his entire life. And even now, whenever somebody has a problem with something that he's doing, he's still going to get his way. He just calls someone else spoiled for not being okay with him getting his way. So, OP, this is doomed. This is not going to work well. You guys may actually love each other, but you can't change someone, especially at the core of who they are and who they were raised to be. Maybe not without an infinite amount of patience and time. Like, are you willing to invest the rest of your life on the potential you could maybe change the way that he views the world? 
I don't think it's I don't think it's a smart move. I don't think it's a smart move at all. This one is a story of mother-in-law secretly DNA tests my daughter. I have a lot of stories concerning my ex-mother-in-law, but this one takes all the cake. I was married to my ex-husband for 13 years, and the best thing to come out of that marriage was my two wonderful children. My son has autism and looks like a carbon copy of my ex-husband, who is white with blue eyes. I'm a Mexican-American, and my ex-mother-in-law was not very happy about this fact. My daughter is my carbon copy, but with green eyes. So a little background is that my daughter was a planned pregnancy, and it took several months of trying, and her entire pregnancy was hard. She ended up coming six weeks early and still weighing a whopping seven pounds, six ounces. Wow, it's big for an early baby. Early baby! Sorry, just remember that that Bluey episode. So my ex-mother-in-law started from day one saying that she was too big to be early. So she thinks I lied about the pregnancy to hide an affair. I never cheated on my ex-husband in 13 years. And I knew I never cheated, and honestly, so did he. But his mother was never convinced, and she constantly remarked on how my daughter was nothing like her side of the family. She even went as far as saying that if she wasn't my ex-husband's child, she would be overweight like her side of the family. I've always been a small-framed person, and so is my family. So a few years go by, and my daughter and son come home from a visit with their father's family, and they were excited about the 23andMe test grandma got for everyone for Christmas. I said this was very cool. My daughter said, yeah, we all had to spit in a tube, and grandma said I was special and got two tubes to spit in and a cotton swab for my cheeks. My daughter was nine at the time and innocently remarked that she had two while everyone else had one. I immediately knew what happened. DNA test. After about eight weeks, my ex-mother-in-law started speaking to my daughter differently and finally said, well, she must get that trait from my side of the family. I was shocked but laughed at her and said, oh, did you finally get that 99.99% test back? She said, I have no idea what you are talking about. I absolutely lost it and laughed in her face. She was crazy the entire time I was married to her son, and I have so many other insane things she did, but this one was the best. I only wish I could have been there when she got the results. Mother-in-law secretly DNA testing a kid? Like, isn't... I, I was going to ask. I'm like, is this a crime? Is it a crime to do some kind of, of health-related test without a parent's permission? I don't know, but this if someone had done this to your kid, given them some kind of medical test, regardless of what it is, without your permission, I would go apeshit. Absolutely apeshit. And also, someone who has this viewpoint, and it's not just, well, it's not just mothers-in-law, but for whatever reason, mothers-in-law are the most common person to carry this this through and not believe that a child belongs to, to their son because they look different. It's like they don't, I think they don't understand because they don't want to understand. They want to just pretend like, like this kid isn't part of their family because they look a little bit different. They don't understand genetics at all. They don't understand traits and how they can carry through it all. She just wanted to be her narrow-minded viewpoint of what she wanted to believe. And then, and then, and then to freaking DNA test this little girl and be like, oh, you're special. You get an extra tube. We're going to do an extra swab on you. Why do I get to be special, Grandma? Oh, no reason. What was going to happen if this test showed that she wasn't related? Was she just going to be like, okay, well, you can't come over anymore because you're not part of 
You're not part of this family biologically. Is that how shitty she is? Also, OP here. As soon as OP found out or knew what was happening, whenever her daughter said that she got an extra tube, how did that phone not start dialing immediately? Or how did she not go over there right then and be like, you effing did what? Without my permission? I think she knew how the test was going to end up. And so she let it play out so that it would blow up in her face. And I, I agree. That's great. But once that part was over, I would be going ape shit and saying, look, a major trust barrier has been broken here. A major pillar of trust has been shattered. And I, how am I supposed to trust you around my kid now? If you're going to do these clandestine, stupid effing things because you're small minded, how am I supposed to trust you? And she has to understand that because she went behind your back and did something. It's absolutely horseshit for not just the way that she looks at the situation, but for what she did behind your back. And I know it's not an AITA story. I don't care. Sending ex-mother-in-law straight to ask on one for this horseshit. Not okay with it. You don't mess with kids and you don't mess with cake. This is messing with a kid. Sorry, honey. We're not going over to your bigot grandma's today. Be like, look, um, yeah, you've actually broken a law here, grandma. And... <laughs> Even though even though they are related, it would have been funny if she tried to use that defense. Well, it's okay because I'm her grandma. Oh, well, you were trying to prove that you weren't her grandma. So which is it? Garbage. the ass cannot for ruining my brother's wedding cake just to be clear i didn't actually do anything to the cake but i'll just start from the very beginning i guess growing up my brother and i would play pranks on each other i say each other he would prank me relentlessly any of you who are younger siblings will know that there will be one particular moment that often comes up even as you get older that hey remember when story they'll retell to cackle at something devilish they did to you as a child our story was about a jar of cookies Grandpa was an amazing baker, and he made me a batch of cookies for my birthday, ninth birthday, I believe, which he'd sealed in an airtight glass box for me. I don't know how or when, but my brother got a hold of this box and proceeded to, well, fart in it, then sealed it back up. On my birthday, he handed me the cookie box and said, Grandpa put some extra stank into this batch. I didn't know what that meant at the moment. I was too excited to try what looked like delicious cookies. I opened the glass lid and got blasted in the face by the stench of stale ass and immediately threw up in the jar all over the cookies. A tale my brother has told repeatedly to his delight since. Fast forward to now, my brother's wedding day. This wasn't a thought out plan. I hadn't been scheming over it. It was spur of the moment. My brother has told the story yet again at his bachelor party three days prior to embarrass me, and I guess the story was just fresh in my mind. Ceremony is over. All went well and on to the reception. They're posing for photos before cutting the cake, and I don't know why it came to me, but I just leaned over to my brother and his wife as his wife was about to take a bite and said, I put some extra stank into the cake. I thought he'd laugh. He did not. With the reflexes of a mother leaping across to rescue her newborn from something dangerous, he slapped the cake out of her hands. There were some gasps, some laughs. No one really knew what was going on, me included. He whispered in her ear. She looked me in the eyes for a good five to ten seconds, then just started to cry. 
She runs off. Everyone is confused. Then my brother confronts me. He thought I did a shit in the cake as revenge for the cookies. I told him I didn't and it was just a dumb joke, but he was too mad to listen. She told her bridesmaids I did a shit in the cake. Sure enough, soon everyone thinks I shit in the cake. I was too embarrassed to protest, so I just went home. It's been a week and I've not spoken to them, nor anyone else from the wedding barring my wife, and I keep feeling guilty, even though I didn't actually do anything. Am I the asshole? Edit! I'd have liked to have responded individually, but this received a bit more attention than expected. Thank you for all the responses of all kinds. The only person I could really discuss this with so far was my wife, who will of course always be on my side. I couldn't tell friends in case they jumped to the same irrational outcome as my brother, so I didn't really know if I was the asshole or not. As relieved as I am that the majority here agree I wasn't in the wrong, I do still take on board the criticism from the other side. It was probably a very poorly timed moment to make that joke, but like I said, I didn't scheme away at doing this. It was impulsive. However, I have to take ownership of my actions nonetheless. Um... <laughs> Okay, so so there there are two sides to this coin, and I can see both of them. On the one hand, from OP's perspective, I think his brother, who was getting married here, the funny part is that that OP never retaliated with these pranks as a kid. It was always OP getting pranked. So the time that he says he did something, he waited all these years to finally say that he did something. He didn't actually do anything. But for a brief second, his brother, the groom, is like, oh shit, is he as terrible of a person? as I am and believed that it was possible and was like, no, OP wasn't the prankster. They got the pranks pulled on them. So they didn't, he, he never did anything. So it's in my view, it is irrational for the brother to think that, oh, this brother who never retaliated with any kind of pranks has now taken a shit in my wedding cake. And even even if you believed that, like, it's such a leap to be like, yes, someone actually dropped trow, got with the wedding cake creator and somehow talked them into letting him take a shit in the batter or while they're putting the cake together and like work around it. But it's just so far-fetched that it's like there's no way that he should believe this. There's no way that he should have believed this at all. Now on the flip side, I think, um, you know, you don't mess with kids and you don't mess with cake. In this case, OP did mess with cake. Not, not hands-on, didn't hands-on mess with the cake, but but made them think that they had and the ripple effect from this they could have never seen coming what freaking flew across and knocked the cake out of her hands and then just word spread like fire and all of a sudden it's like oh my god david shit in the cake no one eat the cake it's been tainted with actual droppings who's gonna believe that if everyone believed it though op you gotta wonder you gotta wonder because all those people thought you were actually capable of it still i mean the one time you decide to turn fire to return fire, I think it was funny as hell. There's no way they should have believed that um, timing could have been better, but also timing couldn't have been better. You know what I mean? Apparently, this story's been up for a little while, so so maybe maybe it it's been long enough for everybody to have moved past it. However, when shit like this goes down at weddings, no pun intended, people tend to rem remember them forever. So every time you see a wedding photo, like this bride, every time she sees a photo from their wedding, is gonna like get the olfactory sense of just like a whiff of shit every time she sees a wedding picture. Now, those kind of things stick with you for a while. <laughs> This story is 
will I be the astronaut if I go on vacation instead of my brother's wedding? My brother Tom, 36 male, and I, 26 female, have never really had a solid relationship. Due to our age gap, we didn't spend much time together, and by the time I was old enough to develop a personality, he was moved out of the house. For the last two years, my brother and his fiancée Sarah, 32 female, have been planning their wedding, and it's coming up in September. I was asked to be a bridesmaid. I figured I was only asked as a courtesy since I'm her soon-to-be sister-in-law, but I still took it seriously. I have been a bridesmaid for the last two years. Just a few weeks ago, I managed to save up to buy the $800 bridesmaid's dress. Overall, in the last two years, between group outings to parties, dinners, lunches, clothes, etc., I've spent thousands of dollars. Eventually, all the girls in the wedding and I became extremely close and started to get hyped up for the wedding. Sarah recently got close with her brother's wife, Becky, 30 female. Last week, she dropped the ball on me that she no longer wants me to be a bridesmaid and she would prefer if Becky would take my place. Well, just randomly? For no reason? Question mark. It broke my heart a little, but it's her wedding and not my place to tell her how to run it, so I said it was fine. Yesterday, I went to my brother's house to pick up the bridesmaid's dresses and was going to see if I could return it since it was within the time frame. Sarah was completely appalled and said that Becky was going to wear it since she and I are the same size. I said that would be fine, but they would have to pay me the $800 for it. Sarah said that Becky couldn't afford it and I should be nice and let her use it and said that I could keep it after the wedding. What now? You want me to, to give you eight, an $800 dress that I'm not going to get to wear because you kicked me out of the wedding, have some other girl wear it, but then she'll give it back to me all sweaty and used for me to hang on to as some kind of memento of, of the shit you pulled on me? Cool. I explained that I'm not just going to give away the dress and I'm not ever going to use it after the wedding. After some bickering back and forth, I just ended up taking it and leaving. My brother and Sarah tried to compromise with me and say that I could be the assistant flower girl, and I felt offended at the offer. After I said no, they then said that Becky could give me $250 for it. Again, no, I returned the dress and got a full refund. I told them I understand that it's their wedding, but they are being extremely disrespectful to me, and I don't need to deal with it, and I'm not going to the wedding. Today, my coworker says she has an extra round-trip plane ticket to go to Miami, and that she'll sell me for half price, plus... I would only have to pay for half the hotel and I can go hang out with her in Florida. The only downside is that I'll be in Florida for the week of my brother's wedding. So will I be the asshole if I just go party in Miami instead of going to my brother's wedding? No, hell no. Let's go ahead and just get this out of the way right now. Not the asshole at all in this case, OP. You got treated like garbage. Did they expect you to just take it and then show up to the wedding that you were kicked out of and be like i'm so proud of you i love you so much thank you for treating me like shit that's absolute garbage the this whole like not just kicking you out of of your spot in the wedding as a bridesmaid but but then being like oh no 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 this dress that you paid eight hundred dollars for we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna confiscate that and we're gonna give it to someone else even though it was your money that paid for it and then when you're like no they're like, oh, two, we'll give you $250 for it. What the hell? It has never been worn, and you could just take it to the store and return it for a full refund. Why did they want you to take the hit? If they wanted this girl to be able to, to have it, they, they should have covered the difference. They should have bought the dress for you. And if they're going to be kicking you out of the wedding, they probably should have made sure that whoever they were replacing you with could afford the dress if you're expecting them to pay for their own dresses, which you are. So that sucked. Wasn't very smart of you. Not an asshole at all. Go party it up. These people treated you like shit. You don't owe them anything. The only thing that could have made this better is if you kept the dress, took it with you to Miami, took a lot of pictures while you were partying and posted them so that they knew that you were there with the dress. It would have been awesome. Thank <laughs> you.
This one is, am I the astronaut for telling my boyfriend how I don't want the proposal to be like? This happened a few days ago, but it hasn't left my head, so I need other points of view. My 22 female boyfriend, 23 male, and I have been talking about marriage for two years now. We've been together for four. Everything is great, our relationship, our parents' support, etc. Now to the main point. We were driving around town after a birthday party brunch and just talking about anything. I opened my phone to look for a specific TikTok, which had a song I'm obsessed with, to make him listen to it. The first thing that popped up was a proposal video. Cute, I thought, so I stayed watching it. It was a very public one with dancers and live music in the middle of a plaza. As a person that struggles with anxiety, the mere thought of this sends shivers down my spine. Please, babe, when you propose, try to keep it personal. You know how I feel about crowds. He didn't respond nor did he look at me. I went on, like you know you can count on Brenda, my best friend, to help you set things up without me finding out. Between the two of you, no one knows me better. Again, no response. I was just met with half a smile. Something told me the mood in the car had changed, but I didn't want to give in to my anxiety as I tend to do, so I continued watching TikTok to distract myself. I found in the comments the continuation of that said proposal. It was the fiance showing the ring that they got for their partner, a big rectangle diamond. That is totally not my style whatsoever. And I have strong feelings against diamonds because of some of the things I have found out about their market and overall history. I have already told him about it several times and I've also talked about how I prefer small rings and stones, but detailed. I never thought it was a bad thing to talk about the future ring as I am going to be the one wearing it for the rest of my life, hopefully. And so I said, please don't forget I can't do a big bold diamond. He immediately stopped me. Isn't it also my proposal? I'm going to be the one proposing, buying the ring and going out of my way to do something special for this occasion. You're making me feel like what I'm doing and whatever I'm planning on doing will never be enough. I was shocked. It was never my intention to make him feel that way. I was rambling because of the TikTok I was watching. The way he said it honestly made my heart hurt. I felt guilty. I commented on the situation to my two most trusted best friends, and they both said I shouldn't have said any of that, and that he is not a child for me to give him a step-by-step -step to. I, on the other hand, still feel like I'm allowed to have requests about something that will affect me directly. Am I the astronaut for telling my boyfriend how I don't want the proposal to be like? Man, I don't know. I'm thinking thinking back to whenever I was planning a proposal for Candy Thunder. Um, I know her well enough to know, you know, not to make it a big public production. Like you assume if someone's planning on proposing to you that they know you well enough to do it right. I guess that's my point. You shouldn't need to outline all of these things. However, if you're watching something that provides the context and you're like, oh, my God, I would be terrified by that. I don't see any harm in saying, oh, my God, I would be terrified by that thing. Don't please don't ever do that to me just to make sure that you understand if it's something that's like a r legit rational fear to you. I don't feel like you were dictating what you want done. You were saying, just please none of this. I think what might have happened here, and this might provide a little bit more context, I think maybe he had a plan or something was already in motion, and that's why it was a little more stressful to him. Whenever he started getting feedback from her about things like not to do, he probably already had a plan for what he did want to do, and either this feedback encroached on it, which means that he doesn't know her as well as he thought he did, or... He's just stressed about it in general. And if it's something he's already stressed about, then getting any feedback at that time is just going to send him over the edge. So he might have overreacted, not intentionally, but just being like already stressed about it. It is not a stress-free thing for the person planning that proposal and doing that proposal. I mean, there is a lot that has to go right. And when you're dealing with changes 
or new information if you already have something planned out then it's really stressful so yeah i don't know this is this is one of those things where where everybody could have done something differently however i think it was harmless now his stance about it being his proposal too i never felt that way i never felt like it was i never felt like the proposal that i was planning for candy thunder was was for me. I felt like it was me trying to create a magical moment for her and for us, but it was never a like, this is what I want for me. That was never, that was never part of it at all. And I don't think it should be. That's just my personal opinion here. You guys may think differently. He said, you're making me feel like what I'm doing and whatever I'm planning on doing will never be enough. Ooh, there may have been a hint there. You're making me feel like what I'm doing and whatever I'm planning on doing will never be enough. I think you already had a plan. I think he already had a plan and that just made it like hit a nerve. So scale wise, this one's a little bit, this one's a little bit difficult. I think if she, OP, if you were trying to be cognizant of not freaking him out, you could have delivered it a little bit differently, but you didn't, at least from the context of what we hear here, you didn't feel like you were going to freak him out or there wasn't a concern. So uh, it might have been a little bit out of character or an abnormal response because he was planning something. You don't know what was going on there. His fire back uh, still concerns me a little bit. The viewpoint that it's also his proposal. If you're proposing, you're proposing to her. You're not being proposed to so that viewpoint is is a little weird for me. That's just my personal opinion, though. I feel like his response here was more harsh than it should have been. Um, the feedback that OP was giving him at this point is just feedback and information that should have been useful to, to him unless it was something that deviated from what he already had planned. So I feel like OP didn't do anything wrong here. Could have done it differently, but but shouldn't have, shouldn't have had to. His response has me a little bit worried here. Um, and for him... I feel like I feel like I'm going to give him a, a three here because he shouldn't have responded the way that he responded, in my personal opinion. And this is me saying that a proposal that I'm planning is not a proposal for me. It's something I'm doing for someone else. The fact that he feels like this is a him thing, too, maybe a cultural thing, may just be the way that he looks at it. But, you know, was it something that he already had planned? What, where did the big issue come from here? Like, why did he take offense to this? Um, and also, I would dive further into the, you know, if he is viewing this as a him thing, too, what does he want? And maybe that's something that you guys can teamwork together here. That's just a different viewpoint that I'm not used to. So that's not how I would approach it. I'm going NTA for OP here. Okay, this one is, am I the astronaut for not letting my sister-in-law add my kids to the chore list? That's right, that was sister-in-law and OP's kids to a chore list. My sister-in-law lives in a fairly large six-bedroom farmhouse on 10 acres. We're building a home across the street, and in the meantime, we have a camper parked on sister-in-law's property. The only time we go into her house is to use the bathroom or shower. We have electricity in the camper, but no running water. The rest of the time, we are across the street building, and our kids, 14 male, 12 female, 8 male, are a 
are with us helping. We pay sister-in-law $180 a week to park our camper there, which is campground prices. Late afternoon yesterday, my sister-in-law asked us to all come inside to talk, and she pulls up her chore list with my kids' names added to it. Things like laundry, dishes, cleaning the living room, sweeping, mopping, cleaning table, plus countertops, garbage, returnables, even helping cook meals. We do not eat with them. She says, does this work for you? I won't let anyone clean the bathroom because I'm the only one who does it properly. And I immediately said no. My kids don't even go into her house unless they are showering or shedding. So if anything, I'd make them clean the bathroom, not the rest of the house that they don't use. I'm not going to be making them do chores to that extent for simply using the bathroom after they've been helping us all day with building our home. My sister-in-law who works all the time says the kids are in here much more than that because all my snacks are gone and I always come home to a trashed house and I didn't before you guys started staying here. She's clearly not putting two and two together with the fact that her own daughter, 12, has had consistent friends over the past two weeks since school let out, and her husband, 46 male, does nothing to parent, which I brought to her attention. My kids don't eat her food at all, either. I've made a point to preach to my kids about minimizing our footprint here for this specific reason, her trying to blame my kids for her trashed house. My husband is saying that maybe I should just allow her to add the kids to one or two chores per week to keep his sister at bay, but I've refused. We pay to be here, and we do not go indoors at all unless it's for the bathroom, as I've stated. My kids are not going to be scrubbing her house top to bottom for using a restroom, and I have since told my husband we need to create an outhouse system on our property so we don't have to go in there at all. He says I'm making things more difficult when in reality I'm protecting my kids from being used. Am I the asshole? For the amount that they're using here, and I mean, ideally, if they had a camper, it would be great if they had one that had, you know, a shower or the outdoor shower um, or had a generator or solar power or something. So they didn't have to use anything there. But why the F are they building a house across the street? If you already know bullshit like this exists with this person, why? And the bloody F, would you want to live across the street from this person? This isn't the end of it, but that's context that I think you have to look at and say, uh, if I'm going to be living across the street from this person for a long time, is this my hill to die on? Now, I get protecting the kids, and I get not allowing them to do her chores and be put to work by her to clean her damn house when they don't do anything there. But I would be thinking, we're about to be living across the street from this person, and it's either going to be hell or it's going to be okay. Now, I'm not going to let her take advantage of my kids, but I can make some kind of offer. I can counter somehow and say, oh, hell no, we're not going to be doing that. But we would do this, and we would do it together, and it would be something small. It doesn't have to be them doing a hell of a lot of chores. It doesn't have to be doing something that they have nothing to do with, but it could be something as an olive branch. And I'm not saying this to be the bigger person. I'm not saying this because her kids should be doing something. I'm saying it because they're going to be living right across the street from them. And it's either going to be constant drama or it's going to be okay. And this could be a contributing factor to it. Maybe the property is a family property, but that doesn't change the fact that they're going to be living across from them and it's going to be unavoidable. Unavoidable. But I'd say if you know that you have issues with the person, even if it is family land, don't move in across the effing street. If somebody's paying you to stay there, they don't get chores. Yeah, you can't assign them chores if they're paying you rent. I don't think it works like that. It's one or the other. Welcome to the neighborhood, because now you're going to live across the street from them. This is going to suck. Neighborhood parties are going to be just a shit show. Fourth of July, 
y'all gonna be pointing fireworks at each other like it's not this is not gonna be healthy for anybody but i think you do have to think about the long term you have to think about okay yes this is the stance i take on this how what's the ripple effect from that gonna be and is this going to just fuel an intolerable person to feud with me forever or is it isolated Am I the astronaut for refusing to replace my brother's birthday cake that I ate? My parents are still pretty annoyed at me, so I thought I'd ask Reddit if I was in the right or not. My country currently allows gatherings of up to 20 people indoors, and it's my brother's birthday, so my parents organized a birthday party. We told his high school friends, got cake, gifts, and you know, standard basic party apparatus. The plan was afterward my family would go to the cinema with him and come back home. I don't like cinemas, so I said I'd stay back. Party happens, all is great. Most of the cake is eaten, about four slices are left. I haven't had any yet, not for any particular reason. I had an assignment due, so I couldn't stay long. <laughs> Brother's happy, my parents come in, ask me to clean the mess once I've submitted my assignment, and return and I can have the rest of the cake. I submit my assignment, tell my boyfriend, he comes, we both clean up together because he's a sweetheart, you know. Y'all, the mess 20 teenagers leave. It is not to be underestimated. My boyfriend and I finish the rest of the cake. Like I said, it's almost two slices each. More correctly, one and a half slices each. My parents know about my boyfriend. He walks in a lot, so his presence there isn't an issue. My parents walk in, and my brother asks where I put his last slice. And I go, what last slice? I ate what was left. This annoyed him. And he starts complaining about how it's known tradition that the last slice is for the birthday kid. I try to apologize because I genuinely didn't know, but he's mad at me. My parents intervene and suggest that to make it up to him, I should buy my brother a smallish birthday cake since I did technically eat it and they weren't expecting me to actually eat the amount of cake. I flat out said no, I'm sorry, but it's not my responsibility. My brother's determined I'm an asshole. My parents sort of blame me, so am I the asshole? Um, no, I don't think so, because they, so the parents told you that you could have the last, the last slices that you guys could finish off the cake. If it were me and somebody said, you can finish the cake, I'm going to finish the cake. Um, How I, old were they? Uh, the, I think the brother was older. The brother is 20 and the sister is, no. She's 20, the brother 17. Well, yeah. The parents said it was okay, right? The parents said it was okay. okay. The parents told her that she could clean up the mess because she was doing homework during the party. So she cleaned up the mess that they made, and then they said that her and her boyfriend could finish off the cake. They didn't say leave a slice. Um, they said finish off the cake. You finish off, and the they did all the cleaning. Yeah. yeah, and he's seventeen, crying over birthday cake. All right, we're we're giving NTA here. Give an yeah. NTA. I'm gonna finish the cake if someone tells me to finish the cake. You yeah, know, permission. I'm finish the cake. Yeah, that, there's there's no written law that says the last cake last piece is for first the birthday slice. Person. I know the first slice yes. goes to the birthday person. Yes. That's that's cake etiquette, well known.
Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content. And if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.